The Coca-Cola company is one of the legacy brands in the world. But what does building a brand tell us about a business model? And will that business model continue to be successful in a world that is constantly changing? Find out as we walk through this case study of Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola Company, they're one of the most storied brands in the world. And after it began in 1892, the Coca-Cola Company has in many ways seen nothing but success. However, if you look just underneath the surface, we can understand what the recipe for success has been for Coca-Cola, which is not nearly as secret as the famous secret recipe that makes Coke what it is. In addition, we can walk through some of the things that Coke has done strategically in the past to set them up to be the company that they are today, some of the pieces of their business model that are the non-negotiables, and what we think Coke will need to do to maintain its success and competitiveness in the future. Our focus today is on Coca-Cola, and because Coke has such a compelling product and a compelling brand, we can tell one thing about it. The brand and the brand story have driven some element of the success, but what part of the business model does branding impact? Coke gives us some real clues. The Coca-Cola company began with the sale of a product, Coca-Cola, named after its two primary ingredients, coca leaves and the cola nuts. And Coca-Cola grew into more than just Coke with multiple different brands that they built or acquired. Coca-Cola acquired Minute Maid in 1960, and in 1982, they bought Columbia Pictures. The two of those seem like they're not similarly related, but what's the common link? Both of them are long and storied brands. But in their disposition of Columbia Pictures and their focus on products, namely beverages, Coca-Cola has refocused on what makes them powerful and who they are. They take a product, they build a brand around it and they mark up the product because of the brand. The success of Coke is driven by this common formula and they have now applied it to multiple different acquisitions. In fact, they have purchased beyond Minute Maid other organizations such as the Adwala brand of fruit juices, Barks in 1995, Fuse Beverage, the Honest Tea Company, Zico, a coconut water company, Monster Beverage, and in fact, one of their most recent acquisitions was the hipster brand Topo Chico, the Mexican sparkling water. Because of all of these different areas, Coke has done an incredible job of distributing and marking up these very low cost to produce products into something that are compelling products that people enjoy, repeat, and consume, and in fact, differentiate against other brands because of. So the branding power of Coke has these two purposes. Number one, command a premium price. Number two, bring people back because of the brand story over and over again. Get them onto a product, get them to like it, know it and have it feel familiar and then have it repeat itself. And so those two things, good margins and high volumes have been the recipe for success for Coke. So it makes sense that Coke would have divested of Columbia Pictures because Columbia Pictures as a primarily fixed cost business didn't have the same synergies, the same process or the same recipe for success as its other brand promises have. Now that's what has made Coke what it is today. This recipe of build a product, build a story, build a following, charge a premium. But will Coke in the future be able to sustain this? We can get some clues by looking at Pepsi. In the mid 
20th century, Coke had over 60% of the market share in the US. But when Pepsi entered the market, that began to erode. Pepsi follows a very similar formula, but the formula for Pepsi is different because they don't just use it on beverages, they use it on snack products too, which they went into in a big way when they acquired Frito-Lay. So similar process for Pepsi, but in many ways larger scale because they have two categories that they're working across. The Coca-Cola company in the last couple of years has faced challenges because of this growth of Pepsi, the Pepsi brand, and the Pepsi increase in its influence, especially in international markets. And we can see that by taking a look at their financial statements. One of the big things that we see about Coke is that from 2017 to 2018 to 2019, we have nearly stagnant revenue. 36.2 billion in 2017, 34.3 in 2018, and then 37.3 in 2019. And that growth is really nothing to write home about in the kind of industries that Coke is playing in. So that reflects an increase in competition, the relative ease now of bringing new brand to market. Coke has had to acquire brands that were competing with it and the challenges that Coke faces. We still at the same time do see that the cost of goods sold for Coke are the majority of what they sell. And again, as a hint, a branding organization is often a variable cost business. And we see that play out in 2017, 13.7 billion, in 2018, 13.1, and in 2019, 14.6. And so over 50% of the total cost of the business is held in the cost of goods sold. So because of that, we know it's a variable cost business. We know that their focus is on managing price and quantity. So our focus of thinking about Coke in the future is, will they be able to maintain the prices of their products to maintain that pricing premium? If we begin to erode the pricing premium, if we begin to erode the gross profit of the business, then we end up in this downward cycle of having to spend more money to acquire customers and making more when they do come in the door. It's a recipe for disaster for a brand like this. So what will Coke do going forward? They will continue to brand, they will continue to acquire, and they will continue to release innovative products in order to gather the maximum amount of opportunities in the market. One thing that I do wanna note that's interesting about Coke for such a variable cost dominated business is that they have a very large portion of their business that is in that selling general and administrative expense. And you see that that change year over year is pretty flat. Um, So as Coke grows, if they're able to use the same marketing budgets around 12 billion a year, and if they're able to maintain that marketing budget, the overheads and everything else that they're doing and still continue to grow their top line, Coke has a really good chance to be successful on the bottom line. So what are the recipes for success for Coke going forward? Just to summarize, number one, they need to maintain the brand power so that they can maintain the premium price. Number two, they need to continue to acquire and proliferate brands to maintain market share grab. And number three, they need to leverage the spending that they are doing on their overheads and their advertising to drive more customers through the door rather than spending more on it over time. If they're able to successfully do these three things, Coke will be around for a really long time. 
Thanks for listening to this case study about Coca-Cola. We hope that you found it insightful and encourage you to take a look at the 10K and the 10Q and other financial statements so that you can understand a little bit more about the numbers behind Coke. In addition, we do profiles like this all the time on our channel. And if you have a company that you'd like for us to profile, please write us at team at managementconsulted.com. In addition, you can subscribe to the channel and we'd love to have you join us.